<laughs> I love that moment when I start recording that neither of us like you know because we need that silence to like you know right. clear the room noise. Right. But then there's like this who's got a dumb thing to say for the start. It's you're doing a great job, Eric. Thanks. That's, I think I'm doing pretty well. I made a funny noise. You did. You went. I'm oh. wearing. A, oh. <laughs> I went. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everybody, it's me, Katie Astor. It's I alone, it's me, dude. And that- fresh off my appearance on the Today Show, yeah. here I am slumming it on Infinite Quest. Wow, Jesus, thanks, Katie. That's really, <laughs> that's really a, a nice thing to say. I know You're about welcome. your business partner slash partner. It's partner. true. Also, it was on the Today Show today. It so, was on the Today Show today. Today, so I was today on the is the today only show. day today. Is the Today Show. To, the Today Show. Today's Today Show. What a weird phone call to wake up to. Like, my aunt just like, was that you? No, it was another Kate Osborne <laughs> who also talks about ADHD on TikTok, who has a very similar screen name to me and looks remarkably similar to oh, me. Oh, shit. Was it you? It was, it was actually me. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was like a Paul McCartney, Avril Lavigne type situation. What? You know that? Well, so there's this famous conspiracy theory that Paul McCartney died and they replaced him with a lookalike. Yeah, but she, he wasn't replaced by Avril Lavigne. No, no, no. But there's also a conspiracy theory that Avril Lavigne. Oh, I thought you were saying that Paul McCartney got replaced by Avril Lavigne. And I was like, that would be very I mean, obvious. I mean, culturally, he did. Yes. <laughs> Who can even argue that Avril Lavigne isn't well, the next, the, the new Paul McCartney? He was a boy. She was a girl. Can <laughs> we make it any more obvious? <laughs> Really proud of that joke, honestly. Why you gotta ask me? Why you gotta make things so constipated, Katie? He was a Beatles boy. She said, see you later, boy. <laughs> but yeah, there's a conspiracy theory that Avril Lavigne also died and they replaced her with a Can you imagine there being like a conspiracy theory about you? There probably, there's like, gotta be. Like well, there's Avril, definitely one about Like you. Avril Lavigne, maybe, like, I don't know if it's true or not, but like Avril Lavigne's just like out there like getting like Google searches, like, you know, and just like, is Avril Lavigne dead? She's like, Sitting in her fucking den watching like Netflix, being like, no. <laughs> but, like, what are you going to do? Like, you can't stop a conspiracy theory. Well, exactly. Because the more you deny it, the more people want to believe it. Start a conspiracy theory about ourselves. Oh, can you do that? I don't know. Um, I heard that Eric is a robot. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's boring, that's, but sure. That's a, that's a really boring one. We'll work, we'll work on it. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. No. No, what, Katie? Uh, I don't know. I just knew that that was what we were trying to circle around to at some point. I was I giving you enough. I was, I was gonna... giving. I was trying. I was. I was. That was p- fine. Teeing you up. Katie. Should we? Should we tell the the our dear listeners what uh what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. What is it? That was the smoothest shit I've ever seen you do it in my entire so life, Katie. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything and hope you didn't notice. Well, okay, you please, please come on. So I had a very interesting thing happen to me today. Um, in that I told a brand. After agreeing to work with them, that I, in fact, did not want to work with them anymore um, because they sent me the product. I'm not going to tell you what it is, uh, but this company sent me a product and the first one they sent me was broken. Like it just it was it was a broken product. And so I reached out to them and I was like, hey, so super awkward. Um, I agreed to like do this brand partnership, but what you sent me was broken. And they were like, oh gosh, sorry. And so then they sent me another product and it was also similarly broken. And I had this moment where I realized that like I couldn't in good conscience 
basically rep their company. Like I, I, I didn't feel right about going in front of my followers and saying like, I put my name on this brand. I, I stand, you know, for this brand or whatever. And I didn't think that I would be a good like partner slash affiliate for this brand because I'm like, I've had frankly nothing but like underwhelming experiences. And so I told them thank you, but no thank you. And it got me thinking about the fact that like, I don't really say no concretely that often. And that got me thinking about the experience of growing up as a undiagnosed neurodivergent people pleaser who really, I mean, to this day struggles with both giving a no and also, if I'm being really honest, like receiving a no because also rejection sensitive dysphoria. And so I think the 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 idea of like, no, is something worth talking about and just like the experience of saying no hearing no being told no whatever whatever no looks like to you the word no has lost all meaning you talk now <laughs> what is that called semantic satiation thank you when, when a word you say it too much and all of a sudden it just sounds like syllables <laughs> <laughs> but no i mean I, to be honest Bubs, if i could if i could if i could I don't know. It's not calling you. It's like the opposite of calling you out because I'm about to commend you. But like I've noticed you you setting boundaries more often. That's that. and I think and I think that's really badass. I'm been trying. I'm not good at it, but I've been I've been working on it. I but can I, tell. Really, it's. I mean, like um, uh, was it yesterday? I don't know time, but I was I was over. You were we were. I woke I wake up woke up here, and then you and Chris left because you had to go do Renfair stuff. Yeah, and you were like, stay as long as you like, you know, do whatever. And I was like, cool. And so I went to the backyard and I was doing like you bushcraft built a stuff. Town. I, I built I built a small village <laughs> in your backyard. A small village in my backyard. <laughs> and I did not make content about it because it's just for me for now. Um, but anyways, and I was still here when you got back. Uh, so you guys got back, and you, I was like, oh, let me show you my little town. Um, Hold on. I'm definitely gonna very quietly, not noticeably at all, get up and walk across the room. I can, I can just, I can. Okay, I'm just gonna. You're moving us. In. Okay, there you go. That's because of the painter guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I had no clean break I'm to back. cut that, so I'm just gonna, I'm just it's gonna fine. leave that in. It's fine. So <laughs> um, you were building a village. Yes, yeah, so I was building, I was building a village. You got back. You and Chris got back from from doing Renfair stuff, and you said to me, "You're like, oh, cool." And it was like, "Hey, like." I don't remember your specific wordings, but you were like, kind of like, hey, so like, I'm sorry, I got to kick you out. Like I told Chris we would spend the night, just the two of us. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I went home, but I was really proud of you for like being able to tell me like, hey, get out of my fucking house because I'm spending the night with my husband. You know, I mean, obviously didn't say that, but that must have been a really hard thing to do. And you were like, I mean, no, because I, I was, was really proud of you. I mean, I wasn't, you don't count. You're different. <laughs> I don't think that's true. I mean, because like, I mean, I like I think a lot of that, though, comes down to like trust because like I trusted that you would understand that as my partner, like sometimes it's important for me to spend private quality time with you the same way that it's important for me to spend quality private time with my husband. And so I don't feel weird about being like, hey, I told Chris that like we would hang out tonight, you know, mm -hmm. like whatever, because I trust that you're not going to be like, fuck you, bitch. Like, you know what I mm -hmm. mean? Like, I trust that. Um, but I think that is, I mean, honestly, I think it speaks more about you than it does to me about me uh, because you're a, a trustworthy, like you're a good partner, like you're a good partner and you're somebody that I can be like, no, 
and you're not gonna be like i hate you forever <laughs> that is true you know well, i guess i guess that's right yeah like well there's more there yeah i don't know i i feel like there's like a lot of like conditional nose what do you, you know like nose feel different depending on on the people on the mm, person yeah because like for you like i'm i'm never I mean, sometimes I'm afraid to like disappoint you or something, you know, if you're like, oh, I want to go do this thing. And I'm like, nah, because I'm sad or whatever. Like there's that. But I mean, it's it's weird how different nose can feel depending on who you're talking to, because like, you know, for me, me being like, hey, can I I'm going to spend the, you know, the evening with Chris. So fuck off <laughs> you know like that's a lot different than my looking at a brand and being like your product is shitty and i don't want to work with you you know because that's like that's like professional reputation stuff that's you know whatever um you know but the same way as like i don't know like it's there's just so many different nose feel different every time and i think that's one of the hardest things at least for me is that there's no like no, like no is not a consistent feeling or it's not a con a consistent status. Mm. Does that make sense? Kind of. I think so. Well, are you, are you trying to say that like a no can change depending on the response? I no, like it, it feels different to say no to different people. Yeah. Well, I, I think this is, uh, there's, <laughs> you know, sometimes like, you know, only one way how to say something and it's really convoluted and snobby or whatever. Yes. But there's an inverse relationship between how easy it is to say no and the certainty that that person isn't going to be a dick about it. Yeah. Like if you're positive that they're going to respond, okay, then it's much easier to say no. And then, but the less confident you are that they're not going to freak out, the harder it is. And I think at a certain point, especially in a professional setting, um, I mean, I, Ideally, you'd be able to say no no matter what the person, how the person is going to react, because yeah. it's your prerogative to say no. Um, but it certainly does get harder if the less and less certain you are that it's not going to end with, you know, imminent death or whatever, <laughs> or an angry email. I mean, you know who I aspire to be is Alan Rickman. Like, I don't aspire to be. I aspire to be like your mom. Your mom can say no like a goddamn champion. She is a pro, yeah. And it's one of the coolest things that like I've like I've like taken notes <laughs> on like just the like assertive self-confident no. Like oh my god, it's beautiful. It is. Well, it, it I I mean I've known her for 27 years, I suppose. Um it wasn't always that way. Like she the reason she's that good at it is because she used to be fucking awful at it yeah. she had to train herself to do that see that's where that's what i'm working on that's what i'm working on i think you're doing fucking great i want dude. i want to i want to get the the dorsey level no i want to <laughs> get the dorsey no well it, makes, it also makes me think of like some of the most organized people i know or know of not that i know personally necessarily um but are, are organized because they used to be horrifically disorganized um so there's hope for us yet <laughs> <laughs> well like in a culinary sense i'm extremely organized yeah um because well, it depends on where. If I'm cooking for myself at home, it's a different story. But like, if I'm cooking like Thanksgiving or something like that, yeah. Um, but that was all training. Like, I used to not be that way. Yeah. And I would every day I would go in and I would be bad at being organized, and I had to work on it. Yeah. And so now I'm good at it, and I think I suppose in in a culinary sense, I have a more I have, I have a, a good appreciation for organization because I used to suck at it. But similarly mm -hmm. with being able to say no and and set boundaries, because I think saying no is a form of setting a boundary. Um 
being bad at saying no does not mean that you can't be good at it. It does mean that once you're good at it, it's going to feel really good. <laughs> oh, it's And it's also really interesting to me, too. And, and some of this, I think, is just coming out of, like, the therapy that I've been doing and stuff. But, like, fundamentally realizing how broken my sense of, like, boundaries was and and like where my autonomy begins is fascinating it is absolutely fascinating to me because like for a very long time and i don't mean this in like an insidious way but like i wasn't allowed to say no like there like no wasn't an option growing up and so it's like, if I didn't want to do something too fucking bad, like if, you know, the whatever the, you know, the thing we were eating for dinner, if it was something that gave me horrific sensory issues, too fucking bad, you're not allowed to say no. And so like, thinking about like, how, like, how I how I look at the concept of no, is still something that is if like it it no still feels like a guilty thing hmm. like saying no is something that i still feel bad about you know like no is still something where i'm like oh like am i being am i being like bad or like selfish or greedy or like whatever but it's it's always negative it's i never think of no as a positive thing even in the moments where i'm like i'm proud of myself for saying no you know hmm. what i mean like like for like that brand today um, I was proud of myself for saying no because I feel like I stuck to my sort of morals and I stuck to my principles and I said no as a creator who deeply cares about their community. I'm not going to represent a brand that I, I don't believe in. So no, but there's still part of me that's like, I feel bad about that. I feel like an inconvenience because like, you know, the brand, you know, we've been in contract negotiations for months at this point you know like i i told them that i would make the content they sent me the stuff you know all the stuff so it's like it still feels bad like it doesn't feel good and so that's the thing that i i think is really interesting is that there there's no place in which saying no ever makes me feel good i still feel bad and i think a lot of that is based on the experience of being a neurodivergent people pleaser with a profound sense of rejection sensitivity. <laughs> well, I I think there's also an interesting relationship between the fact that being accommodating is a virtuous thing to do. Yeah. But so too is being honest. Yeah. And if I asked you, do you want to do X, Y, and Z thing? And you fucking totally didn't. But to be accommodating, you said yes, you're lying. Yeah. You're being dishonest. Yeah. So by saying yes when you mean no, you're being dishonest. And I'm not saying it's an inherently negative thing and it's an immoral thing to to do because obviously the word dishonesty sounds like you're assigning a moral judgment to it. Um, But at a certain point, when a person asks you a yes or no question or, or if you're a person asks you to work with them professionally or whatever, ultimately what I think, how do I say this? I think ultimately what should be aspired to outside of personal boundaries and all that stuff is honesty and existing in an objectively accurate 
world. Yeah. For example, if I were to say, do you want to go watch, um, what's a new movie that just, I, I don't oh, you know. Uh, uh, the uh, Our Flag Means Death. Our Flag is, Means is, Death. Is, yes, I do. I want to do that very much indeed. <laughs> okay. I'm so excited to show you that show, Eric. <laughs> Dear listener, if you're listening to this and you're like, but I don't have any shows about pirates being wholesome and delightful starring Taika Waititi as Blackbeard the Pirate, my friends, do I have a show for you? It's called Our Flag Means Death. It's so good. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> Continue with your point. Starring Korg. Starring Korg. <laughs> um, but if I were to ask you if you wanted to go watch Our Flag Means Death, and in this reality, or you ask, I'm trying not to make this convoluted. Too late. <laughs> but like, if, you, if I say, do you want to go watch Your Flag Means Death, Our Flag Means Death? Our Flag. Our Flag Means Death. And you don't. And you say yes, so we go do. We are now operating under false pretenses. Yeah, I am existing in a reality that is not accurate. I'm existing in a reality in which I believe that you want to, in which, but you actually don't, <laughs> which is not ideal. Yeah. So when I when somebody says no to me, I am reassured that when I'm with this person, I'm operating within reality. Yeah. I'm not operating under false pretenses with this person. So I find no when somebody says no to me to be insanely comforting. <laughs> Because it means every time after that, I don't have to worry about whether or not, frankly, they lied to me and said that they did want to do something when in fact they didn't, or they did like a thing that I made when in fact they didn't. Um, however, we also have to balance that with accommodation. Yeah. Like if I'm at a party, like that's like let's say I'm at my grandmother's birthday, 80th birthday party or something. Um, she's 83, but 80th birthday party, nice <laughs> round number. And, you know, we're there for a while, but I'm getting bored or whatever. Like if we've been there for three hours, I've kind of converse and i'm getting tired and i kind of want to go home but then my grandmother comes up to me and says like hey are you having a good time well i'm not gonna say no actually i'm fucking bored and I'm like there's <laughs> of course i'm not gonna do that yeah i'm gonna say i'm having a great time of course so i think it's a weird balance to to be healthily accommodating and not just be fucking mean to people all the time yeah and tell those little white lies that keep society running <laughs> but also not constantly existing in the persona that you've now created after years and years and years of completely neglecting your own boundaries for the sake of accommodating others. I think that's a dangerous place to be because after a lifetime of doing that, all of a sudden you wake up and you're like, who the fuck am I? Like, I have no idea what I actually want or what I want to do because I've just been trying to accommodate everybody else all the time. For more information on that topic, see last week's podcast. I know. I didn't mean to tie into that, but I was like, oh shit, that's exactly what we talked that's about exactly last week. That's exactly what we talked Well, I mean, that's like, that's like why I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about it so much is because I, I really have been realizing how unhealthy my relationship with no is, you know, just like, and it's, and it's just, it's interesting to think about. Like, I don't know if I have any like solutions, you know, I don't know if I have any like profound, like, and here's how you fix it. Um. <laughs> But I, it's, it's really telling, I think, that, well, not telling, but I think, I think it's illustrative of, like, sorry, I'm really distracted. I can hear the painters downstairs, and I just realized that I forgot to give them money today, and so now I don't know what to do. Well, they're still here. I know. It's fine. I'm distracted. Anyway, <laughs> um... But so it's like, I don't like, I just, my, my relationship to no is so fundamentally based on this idea that I'm constantly terrified to be an inconvenience. And it's like, I'm significantly older than you. And I'm just now beginning to like, consider the, the idea, 
consider the idea that I, I might not be an inconvenience if I don't do things that I don't want to do sometimes. Well, that's, well, that's what I, that's all I have to say about that. I don't know where I was going with any of this. <laughs> well, for one, you're not significantly older than me, sweetheart. My grandmother is significantly older than me. Sure. Um, and two, I think, um, oh, I had a second one. Oh God. Uh, oh, um, like if, oh, and I'm immense. I'm lucky enough, just straight up genetic, luckily, and I'm lucky enough to be born into a pretty healthy family. Yeah. Like the reason they're a healthy family is because my parents' parents were not the healthiest people ever. Um, they grew up in both grew up in very dysfunctional families and they were like, their response to that was to not do that. Um, which is great. But either way, I, I'm just straight up lucky. Like I yeah. had examples of these things. So it's not, not your fault. Well, like yeah. I wouldn't feel bad about it. I mean, thanks. Goodwill hunting. I know that. But like it was it was Robin Williams' character that said that Goodwill hunting. You would be Goodwill hunting in this case. Cool, Eric. <laughs> you wanna get that? Who is it? Hello? <laughs> oh shit. Hey John. Sorry, I am literally recording a podcast right this Who very is moment. It? It's John. It's Shanty Claus, the oh, maple hi. syrup. I like your TikToks. Katie Osaurus says she likes your TikToks. Loves your stuff too. This is this is what I have to deal with to your listener. Eric literally <laughs> takes a phone call in the middle of our goddamn podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure thing. All right, I'll see you later, mate. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'd I be really that. sad if you cut that. Everybody, go that. go follow Shanty Claus on on uh, TikTok. He he creates very wholesome content, uh, basically oh, uh, maple surrounding syrup. maple syrup and uh, Irish jigs. Yeah, it's great. He's my RA. That Anyways, was really funny. <laughs> sorry, it was one of those things where like I expected it to be like CVS being like, "Come pick up your fucking meds," but I was like, "That's from where I used to live." It's a number that like didn't seem sketchy. I was just genuinely curious. <laughs> there you go. I forget what we were talking about. Um, I don't know, but what I'm thinking about is that your coffee right there says "sugar-free vanilla L." Dot written on the on the thing. L for latte. There I, I I assumed, but by writing L, they've clearly acknowledged that they value abbreviation and efficiency. So why would they write "sugar-free vanilla" out and then abbreviate the L? They also wrote a dot after the L to indicate that it is abbreviated. That one, the the other the other coffee cup in the room. There are Within eyesight, one, two, there three, four, are one, five, two, six. three, four. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at that, that I'm looking a... at six to go coffee cups, yes. and then one, two, three, a... four, five, five of a, our coffee. Cups. We got to bring a trash bag upstairs. I know we got to do something in the office. It's fine. Oh yeah. Uh, also, nope, I feel I like it's because they got bored. Also, there was more. There was a whole novel on this cup. Oh my gosh! It says sugar-free vanilla L period a aim alm extra sweet whip. That's got to be from. Yeah. It is? All right, cool, yeah. Just the purpose. baristas there totally look like people that would write out in very it's lovely true. handwriting, frankly. It's very, it's, but they're all it's very, very proper like, there. Yeah. But they always write really like wholesome things on the coffee sleeves. Mine says, you have purpose. Useful. Uh, should I not have... I'm sorry, I derailed the whole thing by answering that phone call. That's okay. It was really uh, funny. Oh, I, I, sure. Back on the rails here. If I said to you, uh, let's go bowling. Like, I want to go bowling. I would, for one... I we do, I'm not saying I want to go bowling. This is not me, like Freudian, like <laughs> putting it into the conversation. But like, if I said, I well anything, but let's just take bowling. That I wanted to go bowling. Do you want to go bowling? 
I wouldn't want to go bowling with somebody who didn't want to be bowling. <laughs> like, could you imagine, like, imagine doing anything with somebody in you who you knew didn't want to be there? That would suck. Like, that would fucking suck. Like, that's why I don't understand why people try to convince other people to, like, go see a movie that they don't want to see. It's like, really? You want to go to the movies with somebody knowing that they would very much rather not be there? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Anyways, like, if I ever ask you, do you, let's go do something, do you want to go do something? I only want to do that thing if you also want to do that thing. So it's not that, like, if I were to ask you, do you want to go do something, you're telling me whether or not I can. Whether or not I want to is informed on whether by whether or not you want to. And by being inaccurate in your response, now I'm operating under false pretenses. Now I'm not doing the thing that I wanted to do, which was go bowling with a person who wanted to go bowling. Well, yeah. with you who wanted to go bowling. So there's there's an there's a there's an objectivity to it in a lot of a lot of senses. So not only is it personally healthy to be able to say no to things, it's beneficial to those around you to give them an accurate understanding of what you're what's going on with you if you feel they deserve to know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then also balance that with accommodation. I'm not going to tell my grandmother I don't want to be at her fucking party or whatever, you know. Yeah. It's I a weird, it's a I have, a, I have a lot of feelings and I, and I don't know where I ultimately fall on, on the end of it because I feel like, and it might be, you know, I don't usually play like the gender card, but I, it might be, it may be gendered a little bit yeah, because I, I feel like I have been much more socialized to be agreeable and I've been much more social, like socialized to like go along with things and like not complain or like you know if everybody else wants to go bowling then you know then let's go bowling because it's it's going to be less of a hassle than trying to figure out like something else that we can all do because you know like in my mind you know there's always going to be one person who's like less enthusiastic about bowling you know mm -hmm. now obviously that person can can be you know can opt out <laughs> I thought totally should you say no. Obviously, that person can go fuck themselves. No, <laughs> no, no, I know well, that's how you're saying. That's just what it. my brain you know was. What I mean, but it's like, uh, like, and I don't know. And then it starts like, and it starts to get like way more complicated the more that you think about it. And I think honestly, like, what ultimately comes down to is like, I don't have any. Like, I'm just fascinated. I'm just, you know, it's just a really interesting thread to pull because it's like, I don't like bowling, but I also know that. I like you and I like spending time with you. And so if you ask me, do you want to go bowling? I don't necessarily even interpret the question as like, do you like bowling? Do you enjoy bowling? And would you like to accompany me on a bowling trip? I hear, hey, I have an activity that I enjoy and I'm inviting you to, to come spend time with me and share in this experience with me. Would you like to do that? And I'm like, yeah, I fucking hate bowling. I mean, physically, I can't go bowling because it will fuck up my life with my dystonia. But like, but that's how I think of things is I don't think about them as like the yes or no of do you want to watch, you know, the extended edition of Return of the King? Because <laughs> no, I don't. It's a four and a half fucking hour movie. But I do want to spend time with my husband because I love him very much, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it, The Lord of the Rings is a perfectly good movie. But like I'm not particularly enthusiastic about like, you know, the, like a lot of times I'm not enthusiastic about the thing. I'm I'm enthusiastic about like who I'm spending time with. Yeah, I think that's fine. I, I you know what I mean. Like it's just it's it's interesting. I don't know. It's maybe it's just how we think about stuff. No, I think that I think that's fair. I think I 
I, I factor all that into whether or not the answer is yes, do I want to go along? Like if you were to say, do you, Eric, do you want to go do this thing that I don't particularly like but that you do? I might be like, oh, I don't like that thing, but I do like seeing you happy. That's really fun. So therefore, yes, I do want to go. Um, but I also think it's it's definitely worth acknowledging. Like seriously, thank you for bringing it up. Um, like I, as a man, like if I say no, like that's like, <laughs> what a strong young man <laughs> i don't fucking know you know it's yeah, it's, but if it's I say dumb no, i'm a bitch you're an uppity or whatever the fuck you know yeah. like and that's horrible like, obviously yeah. but i think that's i mean that's i think that's that's straight up privilege right there yeah. like that i get to do that i get to say no and have people still respect me in fact probably respect me more because now they're like wow i can't fuck with him but da da whereas as for as a woman that's different yeah and well, and also, like, a lot of times the assumption is that if I keep asking, like, and this is more in, like, a sexual nature, but, like, you know, if I keep asking over and over and over again, then maybe it'll turn into a yes. Oh, yeah. That's another thing that happens to women a lot that is gross and not okay. Yeah. Uh, But speaking of things that you don't want to do, but that would make me happy here. Hey, oh, shit. What are you going to do? Do you want to go brush your teeth? What? <laughs> Are you seriously at? No, I don't want to go brush my teeth. Okay, I'm proud of but you. But I will no. because, god damn it, <laughs> it's the middle of the day. Why would I go brush my teeth right now? I don't know. I just wanted to trick you into doing <laughs> doing the, the thing. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. That's fair. <laughs> oh look at that! It's 29 minutes. Look really at that. We got to be done with podcast. God, that was I two guess. interruptions. That was the door closing and the phone call. But there's no clean break on either end of it. They just got to stay in. It's, there's a lot going on at my house right now. There is, yeah. And there's going to be even more tomorrow. So, well, okay, hey, there's we, that. We, we recorded when we could record. <laughs> this is a little pertinent to any budding podcasters out there. Uh, if you record a podcast and there's an interruption, make sure to get a, a little a moment of silence before and a moment of silence afterwards yeah. if you can. That and helps also in the editing process. Maybe wait until after your house is being renovated to record a podcast no don't do that just do it right in the middle of it it'll be great uh, all right stay tuned for uh wow 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 did you hear it just then it went it went it did the thing it went wow 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 i told you <laughs>